son uh he's a wild child he's five he's mm-hmm. obsessed with fucking with this troll shit right this world tour just not not really with the movie itself but just like this uh the rock trolls right which is pretty great so uh he asked me to dig out like a, 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 this like old guitar that i had laying around so i took it out for him and i had to um dig out this little mini amp that i had Right, you know, like, look, your daddy, you know, used to play some rock and roll, you know, <laughs> and this kid is just like his eyes like light up every time he, if we plug it in and just fucking start rocking out. And um, it's pretty awesome. So uh, fucking Trolls World Tour fucking Dude, got my son cool. finally on track naturally. You know why? Because wow. like you know, like I never want to push my kids to rock and roll because you know, you know, it's it's rock and roll, you know, and. Uh, I'm not gonna force my kids to that shit. I'm not like yeah. I'm it's not, like what know. if what if they don't want to? Like, yeah, to like I'm not gonna force yeah. anyone to, li- to listen to fucking rock if they don't want it. It's, it's like I, it's like I'm not gonna force them to sports or anything like that if they don't want to. You know? Okay. Right. So yeah, so it was it's pretty cool that this uh, Trolls Two movie got him on the on the track naturally on the rock and roll path. So now it, you know it's fast. It has to be fast. It has to be loud. Right, the kid's fucking mm-hmm. like he's on fire, and I want to thank Trolls uh, World Tour for that. That's and legit, dude. That's really, good. Yeah, I know, right? So that's that. Uh, that's uh, I guess uh, thanks quarantine for that. You know, worry, <laughs> um, dude. Like you know, silver linings. Yeah, there's silver it, linings it's, everywhere. It's dude. the little things you got to really appreciate because there's a lot of bad things around, and when something small but uh, positive comes out of stuff and you have to appreciate it mm-hmm. but you know what is coming out of this whole thing as well um and now that we're talking about trolls there was a uh, a statement by what was it shell rob shell was his name uh yeah. the head of um of universal he stated that uh trolls did so well for them that they're thinking of doing maybe a dual format kind of release um, where they uh, throw certain films in theaters and others straight to streaming or do just a, a little bit of time in theaters and then go at, like straight to streaming. So they, they want to break the, the, the window that it lasts in theaters. And mm-hmm. the, the CEO of AMC is, he was like, nah, fuck that. Like, that's not cool. Um, so from now on, we are banned. Like, we're not showing any fucking yeah. universal films ever. They're banning. <laughs> in all AMZ theaters, Universal films, um, which like include like Trolls World Tour, for example, which went straight to streaming. The Fast and Furious shit, right? There's a lot of Universal shit. It was funny. Wasn't uh, Harry Potter Universal, right? Imagine. Dude, yeah, uh, imagine yeah, yeah. if that happened during the Harry Potter time. Like, uh, that'd, be, that'd be nuts, it, man. That's wild, dude. It, that's wild to think about that, it, yeah. the, that AMC theaters... 
Like, what are they going to show? Like, that's the thing, too. Like, um, they're talking about opening up theaters everywhere. First of all, it's too early for any of that stuff. I agree. Unfortunately. I agree. Like, every, like, there are more important things to open up first, too, like, on top of everything else. So it's like, first of all, it's too early for that. Second of all, there would be other things opening up before, like, movie theaters. And third of all, it's like, when movie theaters open, what are they going to show? There's nothing. No, dude, like, you, no, no movies are out. And you know so what's included like, on that, dude? You know what's included on that? Hmm. Halloween Kills. Oh, yeah. Like, it's AMC theaters would cut out so much of their library for, for what? Dude, just cause, the Invisible just cause Man they, is universal, too. Yeah, it's like just because they'll release it on digital the same day? That's so wild, dude. Like, it's AMC's going to lose all that money just because they, they're also, it's also going on digital. Invisible Man, The Hunt, Trolls World Tour, Candyman, F9, The Fast Saga, you know, the, the Fast mm-hmm. and Furious shit. Um, what else? Uh, Halloween Kills, The Croods 2, The Boss Baby 2, Jurassic World, Dominion, Minions, The Rise of Gru, Halloween Ends, Sing 2. Yeah. Like, yeah. See, there's, there's so <laughs> it's, many. It's a lot, and it sucks because the, the AMC is the theater that I go to. Uh, right yeah. around my house, and uh, that's you know it's my shit because the AMC A list pass and all that stuff. So I watch a lot of movies, yeah. obviously, and um, like you know, it's a lot of movies that just shot it out there, and I'm gonna have to drive further to watch these fucking movies now. <laughs> it's insane. AMC's that's wild, man. All, they're gonna lose so much money just because. The, just because Universal's like, oh well, we make a lot of money on digital too. Like, yeah, come on. Because like, it, it's not like uh, Universal was saying, oh, we're not gonna give it to the theaters. You know, yeah. uh, the theater guy. I was reading more into it. The theater guy felt it's uh, that the money, the uh, the way the money is split, it wasn't gonna be fair in terms of the theater owners. They felt that the movie side was g- definitely gonna get a lot more. Uh, because either the runs were going to be super short or they weren't going to have a theatrical run at all. So they felt that it was unfair of them to do that because they could have tried to come up with a, a plan to kind of make it a little bit more fair in terms of finances. So there's a lot of like money stuff involved, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a, uh, it's a crazy, it's crazy. Uh, it's a crazy choice by uh, AMC just to be like, yo, I'm going to ban all universal movies. Cause you know, at this time now, like when theaters open up, people are going to, are going to go now. I'm gonna realize, oh shit! Remember the theaters we used to go to the theaters. Whatever it is, they do open up again. Like you know, business will start again. Especially, honestly, like theaters, people are gonna realize how much th- they miss going to theaters, and people are gonna realize that they have theaters around them. It's like, oh shit, that's right. Let's go watch a movie. Um, but whenever that happens, who knows when that will be? But um, it's weird, dude. It's very weird. Um, and then on top of that, also the news came out that um, the Academy was gonna start uh, allowing streaming movies to be in in uh, in categories of like best picture mm. and shit like that, mm-hmm. uh, which is which is very interesting. I mean, what they already kind of do. They already kind of do with the Netflix stuff. Like Roma and a well, story. The thing like with that, were- the thing with that, 
right, is that the way that happened is Netflix actually bought a movie theater. Um, oh. And, yeah. Um, I re- I found out that they bought the Paris Theater, which is funny. I was an assistant manager at the Paris Theater like fucking years ago. Um, mm-hmm. It's just like one like screen art house bougie cinema in like on like fucking – the middle of Midtown, right? Right across the street from the Plaza Hotel and Central Park. So, you know, right? Um, there's a, it's catered to a certain audience. So they bought that, which is surprising. Um, and they were able to show, I guess, their, some of the releases, you know, like, um, I think they did do a, a very small theatrical run of uh what was it that scorsese one oh irishman yeah so like the academy allows it because they have a theater and it, and it actually played so um that's how that happened uh right. but now it the streaming is wide open right. um yeah, so yeah i mean it's fine like if if it means like oh i gotta go to amazon prime to watch a movie that's now nominated or it's like, oh, I gotta go to Hulu. Or it's like, it's stuff like that where I I already have the stuff anyway. So it's like, if they're gonna do streaming stuff, you know it's gonna get pushed to the top of like every streaming service, you know? Yeah, like, I, listen, again, I honestly have no problem paying 20 bucks to watch a movie with, with the family here in, my, in the comfort of my own home. You know, that's the best. Um, right. So I'm, I'm down for any of that stuff. I am hoping now that... Um, since the Academy is allowing uh, streaming movies to be nominated, um, I'm hoping now we get more of an influx of, uh, of actual quality top-notch films, like not just some indie projects or some other kind of, you know, a mid-card right. kind of shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I want to see headliners, dude. I want to see main events. Like, I want to see good movies that I that I would pay for. Like, fucking show... Like, these, these studios are going to have to budge one day and kind of start you know like just smelling the flowers and seeing the big picture like she's gonna she's different um they should see how universal did it especially the fact that they made dude they made a shitload of money um yeah. off of fucking trolls it's wild right um yeah so it, i'm wondering what what company is gonna follow in those footsteps yes i was know? wondering the same thing too because they just the blueprint is there yeah theaters are gonna suffer um it sucks a lot i'm, I'm a big theater guy but also yeah, i'm a big uh, i'm a big convenience guy and and <laughs> yeah, me and, and being comfortable at home <laughs> guy and not going anywhere and Absolutely. having the bathroom right there where i can pause the movie if i gotta go you know uh, like use the facilities or something and i don't yeah, miss a fucking especially moment. like especially now yeah. and potentially like for the future you know ne- you never know how long this will have to like Dude, we're all going to change our lives after this they, either way they know? said it's not over there's going to be a second wave maybe coming yeah, up in, so, in the winter time so so like even if over. we all get comfortable we all got to do it again you know yeah and it's and, it, and what's weird is that too, like the way movies work, like the actors are paid already, right? Like everyone's paid already. So start making your money back. Like I understand they want to maximize their profits by putting it in theaters because, you know, a ticket costs 24, 25 bucks sometimes where, you know, a movie on VOD is like, is 19.99. So I mm-hmm. get it. But you also have to start th- thinking about the people who are actually watching the movies. Like you're holding back from the people watching the movies. And yeah. and that's you know that's kind of fucked up just because of the money you know it's all 
it's uh in this day and age it just seems to be all about that you know that green you know unfortunately yeah. so but they are gonna hold back i guess just like sports are doing right now they're trying to hold back as much as possible um to see when things kind of let up but honestly just like we said i don't think it's gonna let up anytime soon um and these guys just start honestly pushing that shit to the streaming services it just makes sense dude it makes sense i don't like it disney has to kind of i think take the first step because they have a bunch of movies like for example mulan can be the first one because mulan was gonna come out at, at, at like right smack dab when shit went down it was like a march 20 something release right i think yeah, people i think people they, would be down to watch mulan right yeah they moved artemis fowl yeah they, they, that yes they put that directly on Disney Plus, and, and there's another one yeah. also going straight to a streaming service as well. Oh, uh, Scooby Doo. Oh, right, Scooby Doo. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Scoob. Scoob. Scoob is going straight to, to streaming in May. That's cool. That you know the family movies are doing it. That's fine. But like, we want to see some adult stuff. You know, they missed their boat with this Black Widow shit. Let's just put it out there. Like, it's 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 too little, too late, dude. Yeah. Too little, too fucking late. You killed her. She's dead. All right. All right. Yeah. People watched Endgame. All right. So it's, she's dead. Having a Black Widow movie now is kind of a big slap in the face because yeah. you waited to kill her in order to get a fucking movie. That should be e- either put straight on like like a Disney Plus with like a rental fee on it or something or just put it right on VOD. Let's see what happens. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's frustrating shit, man, because there's a lot of movies. Before we get into this, welcome, folks, to uh, episode 32, I believe, right? 30, yes. Yeah. 32, yes, 32. Uh, of The Morgue, the official Core Feed podcast. And with me, uh, talking this evening, as always, is Mr. Nick Valdez of comicbook.com. Howdy, Tex. What How is up, doing? my man? How you doing, Arturo? Um, I'm fine. Uh, we're talking over here about uh, the whole movies going to streaming and all that stuff. And uh, we were just talking how it's we feel that they should start moving some movies into streaming. And I understand the big blockbusters want to make the bulk of their money back, if not just break even and then make some more money. But like, for instance, I think a movie like, Candyman, for example. Mm-hmm. Why not release that on video on demand? The, the budget probably was not that high up where I think you can make your money back easily. It's a movie where people are definitely going to watch it, right? It's a remake of an old school kind of horror movie where um, people know the name. It's a name thing. And then Peel's behind it on top of that. And if you put it out on VOD, I guarantee you, you will break even and make a profit. Um, yeah. The horror movies, um, in my opinion, are the small smaller budgeted films in comparison to like the marvel stuff and you know the james bond and all that shit that stuff i i feel those studios should take a you know uh a risk and just hey fuck it let's put it down spiral for example right like like how much money was that really gonna make in the box office you know that's true yeah let's see what happens on vod I would really like to watch Spiral. Dude, I'm yeah. dying to watch Spiral. Like, I'm excited about that one because that's, I feel there's a fresh take behind it because of Chris Rock. Um, yeah. But now that it, everything's delayed and pushed back, and we're going to get an influx of movies, like a big cluster of movies, um, which, which, yeah, it's cool. But, you know, on top of that, it's going to make everything a little bit too dense. You know what I mean? It's, we're going to have mm-hmm. too much content, and it, it sucks. 
uh, because in 2021, there were movies already scheduled that were going to come out, like Batman, for example, right? Batman now is delayed and pushed back even further, probably. It's, uh, I feel that the horror movies, the genre movies should be the ones kind of taking the risk. Hey, let's see if we can kind of entertain these folks at home right now. Let's put these movies out. Let's, you know, let's make some money on top of that and let's entertain. Um, I think it's a big, it's a missed opportunity. These people should like put it out there. I want to know how much money Invisible Man made and The Hunt, right? Being that they were already released uh, in theaters, especially um, Invisible Man, I I want to see how much more they made because I think they probably did decent uh, because think about it. There's fucking nothing else, dude. You're competing with nothing. So why are you not taking the advantage and be like, hey, no one else is fucking putting anything out there for these people. Let's fucking... This year's a fucking wash, right? This year for Mm -hmm. everything... In life, pretty much in the world, this year is a wash. Throw this shit out there, bro. Um, I understand there's big money behind here, but I feel that uh, the entertainers are missing a big opportunity here. And and I feel the actors should step up as well and be like, listen, let's give these people what they want. Because I acted my ass off here and I want them to see what what I did or whatever. But no, again, you know, it's about that money. So um, no one's really saying anything. And it's weird how... For instance, um, you hear about the sports trying to like do everything they can with the government and everything to, you know, to start getting opened up and everything like that. But you don't hear anything from Hollywood to try and say, Hey, we already have a successful way to kind of feed people new content, whatever that may be. Let's try and do that. And just to take advantage of the fact that there's people actually in their homes right now watching pretty much all day, right? You never get that as a content provider on TV. You always have to compete with other shows during one single hour or two hours, right? Like like, like in primetime slots. Um, you have pe- – it's primetime all fucking day, bro. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Dude, that's true. Uh, that's so true. Yeah. It's primetime all fucking day. It was like that kid in Die Hard 3. It's like, hey, look, man, there's no cops around here. You can steal City Hall, man. Right? <laughs> it's like it's like that. So, yeah, there's, there's nothing going on. Why just like, oh, everyone's home, dude. Everyone's home. This is why it's funny in, like, um, in my industry, in the cable industry, like, when people, uh, like, when they ask, oh, when, my, when uh, uh, technicians ask, oh, is a customer home? I'm like, well, what do you think? <laughs> it's like oh, yes yeah, it's true it's like yes yeah. they're home <laughs> but yeah man uh i hope we get some content soon dude i mean yeah. i i like talking about fucking you know old school movies you know i like bash and hellraiser you know i like talking about hush another movie that uh we have the great opportunity to revisit because this no content um issue is um what we do in the shadows that was uh th- that was big texas idea i'm usually more on the morbid Whoa. side of things but big texas hey listen we covered a lot of <laughs> morbid dumb shit let's do some fucking funny shit and i'm glad he he did because um i've seen this movie i think two maybe three times maybe yeah maybe two times before like like in its entirety and like snippets here and there but um this is a, a maybe my fourth time or so watching it fully and it's it's still fucking funny it's all there man it's it's so just it's all there it's well written 
It's well acted. The comedic timing is absolutely impeccable. Um, yeah, it's it, it holds up uh, surprisingly well too. Yes, uh, it does. It was, it's been like six years. It came out in like 2014, and uh, I've seen it. Hmm, I've seen it quite a few times already. I don't know. It's like each time it feels like the jokes hit a little differently. Yeah. You know. Like for instance, too, um, the intro to the movie is absolutely yeah. fantastic. Like you see all these like Polaroids and snapshots of these four like f- pretty much friends, like the, just <laughs> partying and doing stupid shit. And you see the the fucking Nosferatu, uh, Peter Vampire, right? Yeah. Uh, just like smiling sometimes and like fucking having fun and shit. It, it was really fun. Just that very beginning of the movie was a definitely well thought out. And it puts you right in a mood to just like, oh, this shit is going to be fucking fun. Because it's just, it's random vampire silliness that you really haven't gotten um, in the genre. Now that I'm thinking about it, man, like in terms of vampire, yeah, we've gotten um, like a Tucker and Dale versus evil and stuff like that and funnier gore stuff. Um, mm-hmm. But just just a comedy, you know, just a real kind of comedy with horror undertones in it. Um, we haven't gotten one of those in fucking yeah. I don't remember a quality like comedy movie with horror in it um, because Tucker and Dale is a horror movie with comedy elements, but this is a comedy movie with horror elements in it. And it's Jermaine Clement is a fucking genius. Anything he does is fucking great. I love that dude. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. As well as Taiko Atiti. And just the way each character is developed and written is absolutely fucking great. The awkwardness of the shots sometimes, right? Of Taiko Atiti's character. Like, his awkward smile sometimes. Um, and, and the fact that he's a dandy. <laughs> I was like, oh yeah, that's why he's fancy. He's a dandy. <laughs> like, it's the small things that, get, that you just kind of find. I also really thought that the movie was, was well thought out in terms of how it was produced and... Uh, and filmed. I like how they shot it, where they did that, um, you know, that documentary style really mm-hmm. well. Um, and especially like like in lighting, in terms of lighting, I think they also did a really good job. Where in certain scenes it's just dark, but you have um, a well lit kind of you know circle of uh, of a light from a camera. Um, mm-hmm. just lighting enough that you see all the kookiness and craziness going on on the screen um, because there's plenty of that for sure, man. Which one's your favorite vampire? So there's four vampires who, <laughs> right, right. who live in a house, right? They're all roommates or flatmates, whatever you, where you want to call it, it um, in New Zealand, right? So there's a vampire pretty much from Eric kind of a generation you have peter right which is like the like the eight thousand year old you know (laughs) ugly fanged vampire right and then you have um the vlad uh the impaler or the vlad um the poker vlad the poker poker, right and then you had um uh the dandy dude right from like uh Victorian times and then Vlad the Poker was from the medieval time and then you had this other dude it was fucking hilarious Paschetti right the I tell oh, him, yeah. dude, to eat, to eat some paschetti. Do you like your paschetti? Yeah, Deacon, dude. Deacon's great. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, he's hilarious, dude. That dude is fucking point. funny. Um, <laughs> I tell the humans, yeah, eat the paschetti. <laughs> oh, man. And then um, another part that I just absolutely loved was um, 
that little fashion show because they can't see themselves in the mirror. They always have to kind of just do a fashion show for one another to decide what they have to wear. It's yeah. um, it's absolutely fucking great. The whole point was to kind of blend in and like look good. You know, he, he was like, you know, uh, because, you know, obviously we, we, you become a vampire, you become sexy, right? So, <laughs> um, so you got to look the part and they, they were trying to blend in. And after all this whole fucking like fashion show they still couldn't blend in just it was just great it was a very fun kind of sequence and the movie is just it's filled with that honestly it does honestly get a little a little slow there in the development of nick his story he's uh nick is the fifth vampire you can say he was made into a vampire um but then he was bragging about it and he was going around town claiming he was a vampire he actually introduced them to you know one of their best friends stew right (laughs) fucking great stew is great um and uh but then nick you know it goes out blabbing his mouth around town um and he so happens to just tell a vampire hunter he's a vampire his development gets a little bit slow in the middle of the movie because honestly like the best parts are when the three older vampires are interacting with one another um mm-hmm. it, it they just play off so well it's it's fucking hysterical man it's funny shit what which one's your favorite vampire it's probably deacon yeah, because yeah, you got the first, you got the Pischetti, and then you, the you have the you have this thing with Nick because he's like, you, uh, when he's doing his erotic dance. Oh yeah, like, dude, I like, it's like I was just here trying to do an erotic dance for my flat. They were loving it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I just love how you were just chilling, just drinking, like eating grapes and shit. And this dude was doing like a snake dance and shit. Yeah, and, and that scene was also shot fucking great like how he was positioned like right in the middle like of the shot right and he was doing this crazy snake shit and and all the movements (laughs) and how he was gyrating and it was just very fucking hilarious um and uh, there's this one point with deacon uh, during the fashion show where he has on this like red jumpsuit and he looks absolutely hilarious (laughs) um i thought that was fucking funny as shit it's all fucking great man like if i had to pick one that's just i think made some awesomeness had to have been jermaine clement's vampire just because he was fucking so eccentric (laughs) that yeah he was he was like a vampire who thought he was great but he really wasn't anymore Um, like there was this one scene where he was like just like outside of people's windows yeah i was gonna say the hypnosis scene, yeah right? and he's like, he's like see, me. see me see me see and then he, and then he, and then the girl was he was like oh no the angle she's at the wrong angle so she wouldn't see me so then he goes to the old guy and then he's like see, see me. me and then he taps on the window you know he's like see me it's like oh he saw me he saw me <laughs> it's it's awesome how they were all very different personalities and they were able to kind of just blend them together to get all this fucking hilarity on screen for everyone oh yeah um and um that also translates well to the tv show right yes Um, yes i mean that's why uh that's why i wanted to bring it up because uh you were just talking about wanting new content well season two of the show started and there you uh, go yeah, season two is about like four episodes in at this point. I think by the time this this recording happens, there will be a fourth episode. I hope whatever. so because my DVR only has two so far. Hopefully, I didn't. Miss <laughs> yeah, like three. Uh, but point is, like 
at least we're getting some new content. Yeah. Like in term like uh in terms of horror. That's true. And it was and uh season two is pretty good. Uh what did you well what'd you think of season one? I thoroughly enjoyed season one. I loved it. Right? Um okay, I really loved yeah. it. Um I didn't know what to expect, honestly, because I didn't know if they were gonna still follow the story of the four vampires from New Zealand. Uh, but mm-hmm. they actually followed was it four, uh, five vampires, right? Right? Oh, let's see. They're okay. no, 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 four. No, no. No, no, it's five because of the old guy now. Oh no, the old guy the old guy's dead. So it's four. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so it's four yeah, because um so it's uh it's Colin Robinson. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's uh the fucking uh, the gardener, right? Who, who's always pruning the hedges to look like fucking vaginas, right? <laughs> no, no, no. Col- uh, wait, yeah, Colin Robinson is the the like the spiritual vampire. I think that's what he was. The energy vampire. Oh, dude. Oh, that's the, that's what. That's the yeah. name of the wait. That's the name of the character, right? Yeah, oh, Colin Robinson. Yeah. Oh, I thought it was the actor. My bad. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> No, that's but the honestly, joke, they, they always call him Colin Robinson. That yeah. psychic vampire is probably the funniest addition to the whole story. Oh, because, yeah. Because you didn't know that uh, they would kind of throw that little twist in there, right? Yeah, um, like so, uh, the show The show set in the same world. It's been confirmed you yes. know, by season one. And it follows. It's the same documentary, but it, it's it's it follows three three vampires in Staten. In Staten Island, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's so good. First of all, the like the shift to Staten Island, such a fun idea. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then the whole point is like they're trying to like pretty much conquer and rule Staten Island. Yeah, um, just, you know, and bit got... by bit, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but they all just kind of got bored of it. It's it's a good little premise, but yeah, it's um. So there's Nandor. <laughs> There's like so Nandor the relentless because you know he doesn't relent, <laughs> he's, right? Yeah. He's like a, an ancient warrior type, so he's he's a Vlad like the Impaler kind of dude, yeah, as well, yeah. <laughs> but he's also kind of the the dandy dude, yes. Like, which we kind of give him those, yes, those little quirky which I honestly too. thought was fucking genius because yeah. those were two personalities that were awesome in the movie and kind of. You wanted that Taika, that Jermaine Clement kind of, uh, kind of character in there, and I'm glad they put it right in Nandor, both of them. Which and the guy, fucking, he's he's great. All the actors are fucking great. Yeah, like, yeah. Uh, and that's why season two so good because I think season two, like in season one, there you can tell they're still kind of getting comfortable. Yeah, you know, like it, it's funny, but it's like. Once you see season two, you're like, oh, I don't know. It's like it, it feels like everyone found their groove. Well, you, and it's like, you know, why though? Because because the premise uh, had to be expanded, right? So you yeah, really didn't yeah. know how they were gonna execute the whole thing, you know. So it got yeah. it got a little murky, like there, like like as to how they were gonna fill the time, you know. But they, you know, pushed through, and I think they were able to kind of. They get their bearings by like you know the end of the season and, and wrap it up all really nicely. That made it pretty memorable. It was great, and um, uh, Guillermo was awesome. 
the fucking uh, the human uh, servant of uh, of Nandor. Um, yeah, the familiar. Yeah. yeah, the familiar of Nandor, fucking Guillermo. That's great. <laughs> and then there's there's Laszlo, who who's like uh, I don't know, he's like super sexual. That's the guy who <laughs> trims the hedges to to make everything look like vaginas. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which is great because he, uh, like he also has that kind of uh, Vlad kind of thing going on, you know. From yeah. uh, in a Jermaine Clement's character as well, Laszlo's wife, uh, Nadja, Nadja, yeah. right? So yeah. they're great together. She's great. I didn't know how that was gonna play off at first because, like in the beginning, it was a little, it was a little kind of like stale with her, a little boring, right? Yeah. But yeah. Uh, she kind of definitely stole a lot of like the middle of the series because yeah, cause her little her little thing with uh with Gregor or or, yeah. or she kept calling him Jesk or Jeb or whatever <laughs> Jeff or some shit like that yeah that was great so like her little like journey in the middle especially with the other making that girl the vampire too remember oh uh, yeah 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 yeah, so like she filled a lot of like the middle there of the series. Um, yeah, they give but, her a lot to do. Yeah, yeah. they did. Um, and then you obviously have like your werewolves there too, which I thought was I think just kind of thrown in. They felt a little kind of useless, honestly. Yeah, um, they really I can't, I think just threw them in there just to throw them in there. Back to the movie real quick. Um, I totally forgot to mention. Um, I really really enjoyed the transformation scenes, man. When Nick was transformed into a vampire. And you saw the stages slowly, right? Like, mm-hmm. like you saw his transition into vampire. I thought that was superbly well done for a comedic writer. Yeah, uh, and it, like, uh, it's really good makeup work. Yes, too. agreed. Like, uh, it, it's it's a really good scene where uh, you know, really good comedy, like dark comedy. Where he's like, yeah, and then it's the bleeding from my eyes, and like, it, it, like it's that's such a cool like little makeup thing. You know, Dude, yes, it's, like, it's it's a horror image, but it's also like the way he said, like, yeah, the way he's approaching it, yeah, like, like exactly. It's uh, again, it's a comedy with horror elements, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's very well done, and and I think that tra- that vampire transformation they did was, I think, one of the best that I have seen in horror. Period. Honestly, uh, just the way. Um, it showed the slow transformation into it, and like the stages of the transformation, I thought was very well done. I also liked how. They did the werewolves too. I like the practical effects mm-hmm. that they used. Um, you can tell it was practical. You know, it had that kind of that, that old little rougher edge. It. Yes, it did. Yeah. It definitely did. But it worked in the scenes because there was a lot of you know fast paced camera action, um, mm-hmm. like in those scenes uh, when they uh, tossed poor Stu around. That, that whole that whole sequence was wild because that whole thing could have been fucking avoided if they would just have <laughs> just kept fucking walking because the werewolves were trying to. Um, tie themselves up to the trees because it was a full moon so they didn't want to fucking you know go out and killing spree and these fucking guys are fresh out of this fucking masquerade party right where they you know almost got killed for bringing stew to the party and these guys are just fucking not in a mood to take the world of shit and i guess it's a you know a vampire bloodline thing where they have to kind of just stick it to the werewolf it happens in underworld all the time right they just pick on the werewolves and they're like yo like you know the world's like yo just leave us the fuck alone just keep on fucking moving right <laughs> this yeah. has nothing to do with you but uh, they get into it, and it's hilarious how the whole thing could have been avoided. They did great work with, with their practical effects and their makeup. I really dug it. I was just thinking about it, like, still, uh, the fact that it is an independent 
kind of uh well not kind of it is an independent movie independent comedy mm-hmm. movie and i don't think their budget was much and they did superb um with the style that they were going for i loved how what's his name the dandy how uh he always fucking hit the the fucking main artery every time he went to bite and (laughs) every time you see him he'd be like oh shit oh shit oh shit (laughs) see that's what's like uh, that's another little good use of gore yeah for comedy absolutely and he always puts down paper like uh, like towels and newspapers, and uh, <laughs> he he never like it never it never goes his way because he always hits the main fucking artery. It's a great it's a great movie, and, uh, and like I said, the show it's a great show too, man. It's um mm-hmm. it's a, a funny show and. It's a much needed show too, like especially the type of show that it is. It's not a serious horror thing. Everyone wants to give you some kind of serious uh, American horror story esque or witch esque. Like there's a lot of shows now about like haunted houses. You got your haunted houses and shit. Your paranormal like uh, like um, investigative shit. You have your shows about witches. Everyone's doing shows about Salem now. This show is different. And it's much needed um, in the genre, especially because it's not your Buffy and it's not your fucking Vampire Diaries bullshit. Um, it's a vampire. Sh- it's a good comedic vampire show um, mm. for adults, you know, well-written show, um, well-acted. Um, back to Colin, like, that's great. That psychic vampire shit is absolutely fantastic how, like... Uh, it's great how he just goes up to everybody in his office. He's like, so did you know so-and-so, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and, and the people would just kind of fall into like a trance and just pass out. And then his eyes would fucking light up after he fed like for, from their emotions. It was absolutely great. And you know what's also brilliant? How they fucking, how the vampires fight too. How they hiss at each other. Just like... <sighs> the whole fucking time just hissing at each other that's absolutely hilarious and it's the small things like that it's the small little comedic details like that that actually keep this very like burned in your mind you know like it keeps the movie in your mind because of scenes like that of how the vampires fight with each other of how they fucking of how they just fed on people and the blood went everywhere um and just it's these little things that kind of keep this movie relevant and I, I keep it, you know, um, up to date. Like I yeah. said, like I've seen it several times since uh, it's been released uh, a little over six years ago. And it still holds up every time I watch it. It's funny. And and the show has that same style. I'm glad they were able to to translate that vibe, you know, because it, it, it had a vibe. That movie had yeah. this like yeah. fucking vibe to it that they were able to translate well over onto the TV, onto the small screen. I'm glad that they kept the same kind of score same uh, music um the uh i'm glad they kept the same uh uh, intro music yeah Uh, um uh, i was like it's a good song yeah Yeah. it is i didn't realize that they used it in the movie i was like oh shit they actually used it in the movie i thought that was really awesome it's just a well thought out uh, universe and uh they add like like little pieces here and there um the episodes like like uh, for instance when they get to go out clubbing and shit you see this little vampire world and you see like all these like different little kinds of vampire sex and all that stuff and it's uh <laughs> it's really cool to see the expanded universe of the vampires it was like in the movie how they um, um how they were walking around that night and their club night right um yeah. and uh they were just uh 
just seeing every kind of vampire and showing it. That that's also a good storytelling. It shows you that there's other different kinds of vampires and uh, that there's more out there and that there's it's a known universe. It's a known thing. And like in the underground, these vampires kind of just know each other, which is dope. Like uh, he goes to like the twins that you know that are vampire twins that go and hunt down perverts. In this club, there was this bar, right, that they would mm-hmm. go to. That would it was like a vampire bar, right? It seemed <laughs> absolutely pathetic, by the way. How they were just—it's just like them dancing. I swear, it was like six or seven vampires in there, and that was their club because they couldn't get anywhere else because they had to be invited in. And usually, when you go to a bar or a club or any of those kinds of situations or locations, once you show your ID. They tell you, yo, you're good to go, you know, but, you know, because you're a vampire, you have to be invited in. And that became a problem for them, which was hilarious. Mm-hmm. So they would go to different venues over and over again. And one thing that I thought was also well done in the show that was explored first, obviously, in the movie was the eating of like, you know, of human food. The dude got sick out of eating that French fry. And then how Doug Jones is like creepy, like vampire like old guy shit got sick out of eating what was it pizza or something i thought that was fucking fantastic and then the show also showed them that um they fucking fed off like off some ravers and shit and they were super high (laughs) oh yeah what was it the drug blood yeah the drug blood the drug blood (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's just it's just great it's well written it's well acted again like i said um i highly recommend it it's fun man it's funny yeah it's you know what? Uh, I think it's really smart in uh, in showing off vampire rules. Yeah, you know, like, I agree. It, it's it's very like um, I don't know. It, it's it gets all the details down, but it's also like it, the, there's no like explaining. It's just kind of like you figure out how the vampires like. It's like uh, you know the whole fact that they can't be invited in. We see that you know. When yeah, they, when they get pushed. Exactly. It's like is like it's just is you know, like this is it. This is the way it is, you know. It, yeah. it doesn't. It, it doesn't have to go into a, a long, drawn out explanation as to why certain things. It's not that Dracula show that we spoke about, you know. Like, <laughs> right. you know, it's right. uh, it's yeah. it's the opposite where it's like, okay, like you know, crosses like suck for like for example when um when that vampire hunter was killed he had a cross on him they all went that you know they all shrieked obviously because the cross they you know and they just said it real quick and you understood you know this so they they kept it in your mind um what the rules were they like crosses uh silver with that pocket watch remember <laughs> that he wore it yeah. <laughs> he wore it trying to show it off it was bernie's chest so yeah so you're absolutely right they do a great job of um of showing what the rules are and that the that and that the classic rules still kind of um, um have to be abided by in this uh, in this universe and that's cool it's well thought out like again like I'm curious as to what kind of research uh, uh Jermaine and Taika did to um write that screenplay for what we do in the shadows um what did they read what did they watch like like why did they think it would be a good idea to do like roommates you know like uh it's um it it's it's curious uh, cuz it's funny man it's a funny fucking movie i was legit i was legit fucking just laughing out loud at certain points um th- that's how funny it was i was like oh wow that's fucking hilarious um yeah, dude it's good yeah it's good shit man it's good fucking shit 
and I highly recommend it. And so does Tex. And again, you have nothing else to do. There's a new season out now. I think it's aired every Wednesday on FX. So um, if if not, watch it on Hulu or find some other means to watch it. You know, we won't tell nobody. I promise. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, it's a good show, man. What we do in the shadows. I'm glad yeah. they came back for season two. I'm glad there was a good reception for the show. I'm glad yeah, the no show kidding, was good dude. because, again, I didn't know what to expect. Um, I didn't know how it was going to translate without, you know, Jermaine and Taika being there um, and uh, and Deacon. I, I didn't know how not having them there all the time would um, would it be funny. Would it be the same? You know, I, I had to get a little bit accustomed to the new characters because in my head, what we do in the shadows i think of jermaine and taika and yeah. um especially the way nandor looks i thought he was like a jermaine and jace where he was supposed to be the vlad character of jermaine i was like wait a minute why does it look so much kind of he not so much but he had you know he had the hair he had the facial hair as well and um so i had to get accustomed to the fact that no these are totally different they're in totally different places they're in fucking Staten island you know they're not in new zealand anymore but uh yeah it's cool how it's cool in the movie how the in that masquerade ball they get together with the zombies and the witches mm-hmm. and, and the vampires like that little like monster group i thought that was hilarious how that was all handled and then like, the minute they smelled human blood everybody just got fucking savage it was uh it was dope it was a breath of fresh air i needed some laughs um while you know i got some laughs while also seeing some you know a disembowelment by some werewolves right um i got to see a lot of blood um i got to see a lot of people get bitten it was a grand old time man stay safe out there thank you for joining <laughs> us um thank you for uh you know having this quick little chit chat about what we do in the shadows mate um all right folks uh and that's it man thanks for joining us in this uh, little chit chat about uh, what we do in the shadows and i hope you guys go out there and actually watch um what we do in the shadows you can find it on um uh, streaming on some sources i think you have to pay for it though unfortunately but the show is on Hulu. If you have Hulu, mm-hmm. give it a try. If you don't, see if you have FX, you have DVR, DVR it, on demand it. It's a fun way to kind of pass the time, and we highly recommend it. And mm-hmm. um, again, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, stay safe out there. With you always is uh, Nick Valdez at comicbook.com and Arturo Padilla. Um, and wash your hands and always check out our social feeds on Instagram, on Twitter on Facebook and big shout out to Glenn Morowski for the intro. Also, uh, just be grateful that, um, you know, we do have the availability of internet and content to kind of pass us through this time. Cause if we didn't, yeah, we would all kind of kill each other. Probably, probably. So, uh, and again, the scary world out there, especially nowadays, but me and Tex over here, we're here to walk you through it. Mm-hmm.